0: Tell you what, I would like just to do something a little bit different in this service. I didn't do this in the first service, but will you stand back up on your feet? That's Brother Samuel. I love this song. They, our team wrote this, and it's an original song. Brother Samuel, if we will just sing those words, I want you guys just to lift your hands and just worship with us for just a moment before we go to the Word. I am Come on, lift your voice. I am you Declare this. What you
1: Prayers, words. I am Come on, say it. What you say, I believe. No more change holding me. You have spoken my victory.
0: If you believe that God spoke in your victory, I want you to lift your hands and lift your voice and give God a shout of praise this morning. Like the victories on the other side of your praise. Praise them like there's a miracle in your mouth. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your word. Lord, we're so grateful for your word. Lord, I thank you that what you have spoken, when I speak, when I declare it, it shall come to pass. God, we thank you for it. As we study your word this morning, as we dive into the words you have for us, I ask that you speak to us. Lord, that you change us, that you charge us. Lord, that we leave here equipped. Lord, envelop this place with your presence as you already have Stay in our midst and speak to us this morning. Let us leave this place different from the way we came in. In Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus' name. Say, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be here at uh, my home church. I grew up at Family Worship Center Florence. It's so good to be back and be home and be with you this morning. I asked them to sing that because and ask you to sing that because I want to talk to you this morning about the miracle that's in your mouth. If you turn to Romans chapter 10, and we're going to start with with what I believe is is one of the most important scriptures on our confession. Now, when you say the word confession, there's lots of different types of confession. There's confession. Of course, we can um, confess Jesus as Lord. We can confess our sins one to another. The Bible tells us to do that in the book of James. But what I'm talking about this morning is your faith confession. Say that when we say, my faith has a confession. You have a confession of of your faith that, that you must speak. I know you're in Romans 10, but just to set this up a little bit. This week, I had a mishap. I had a mishap. I I, uh, I had something that I was I was doing that I wanted to do, that I forgot to communicate to my wife. I see all of your faces. You know, you know, you know, you know what happened. I forgot to communicate. I wanted to, but I forgot. I missed it. I I, I was there, and and we were going to do this thing, and I just I forgot to tell her. And so then we got to the moment, and I thought she knew because I thought about it. It was in my head, it was in my heart, but I never said it. I never spoke it, she never heard it, and so she didn't know. And so we get to the moment, and I'm like, what's the deal? Where are you, what are you doing? And she's like, I didn't know. And it wasn't that she didn't want to help, it wasn't that she didn't want to be there, it wasn't that she didn't want to support me, it's that she didn't know. I also have this thing, my wife and I, we dated long distance before we got married. I lived here in Florence, she lived in D.C. And so it was all all communication over the phone, but during the day, periodically, we would text each other. And man, it used to light me up when I'd see her name pop up on that screen. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? When you see that and you get that that feeling on the inside, just from a text message. And that still happens to this day, because just recently she went back to work. She's a teacher's assistant at a local school there in Columbia, and she went back to work. And so now I don't get to see her all day, every day. And so when she texts me during the day, I get excited. But you know, I get much more excited when 3.30 comes and down the hallway at our office at FWC Columbia comes my wife and I no longer have to communicate with her via text message. I get to hear her voice. My kids get to talk to her and I hear her voice and I could be sitting by my, behind my computer, not even, not even see her or make eye contact, but just hearing her voice. Greeting our kids. Oh, man. Hearing her voice makes a big deal. I think that the same thing applies to God. That he knows your heart, but he loves to hear your voice. The Bible says that if you don't praise him, the very rocks will cry out. See, there's something about using our mouth and exercising our tongue and this tool, or we might even call it a weapon that we have in our mouth, and arming it with the word of God and using it. There's something about taking the word of God and using it. Let's look at Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 6. It says, but the righteousness of faith speaks. The righteousness of faith speaks. We're righteous. Our inheritance, our righteousness comes from, we know comes from God. The righteousness of faith, in other words, our faith in God, it should be speaking in this way. He goes on to explain and, and dives into this, but what I want to go to is verse eight, because he says, "What does it say?" In other words, what does the righteousness of faith say? The word is near you. The King James says, "The word is nigh thee." Say that when we say, "The word is nigh thee," the what does that mean? The word is near you, and he goes on to say, "The word is near you; it is in your mouth and in your heart." What is it? The word of faith which we preach. Your faith is not just in your heart, catch this, it's also in your mouth. And until you speak it, it's unactivated. Have you ever gotten um, an application or paid for something online, maybe a coupon code, and you go to check out of the shopping cart online, and you're like, wait a second, what is this price? I had a 30% off coupon. And then you type it in, and it's all the same. I don't know why we have to look it up. It's always save 30 Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. And you type in save 30, and you hit activate. And when you hit activate, all of a sudden the shopping cart changes, and the price changes, and then you see the 30% off coupon. It becomes activated. And when you take God's word, you put it in your mouth, and you speak it, it activates your faith. It activates your faith. I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to give you a bunch of points and a bunch of support and a bunch of scripture, but I want you to catch this. That when you take God's word and don't just believe it, but use it, speak it, declare it, or confess it, you're activating your faith. It starts with salvation. Let's go on to verse 9. That if you confess, everybody say confess. Confess. Say, turn to your neighbor and tell them, speak it. Turn turn to your other neighbor, because y'all weren't very loud. Maybe y'all didn't like them. Turn to your second choice. Tell him, speak it. it. Come on, say it loud. Tell him, speak it. it. That if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus, confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That word will there is a matter-of-fact word. It's not a maybe. It's not a hopeful word. It's that when you believe, you hear the word preached, You catch it, you believe it, it drops down from your head into your heart, but then it comes out of your mouth, you will be saved. It's not just believing. There's many people that know that God is real, but they don't confess him as Lord. See, it takes believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Go on to verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You give voice to God's word when you speak it. God's word, God's word is never useless. It is never void of power. If you were to think about what God is and who God is, he is his word. Look at John chapter 1. John chapter 1 tells us that, that in the beginning was the word. The word became flesh and it dwelt among us. What happened? That Jesus was the word. He came and he dwelt among us. But but what, what happens with God's word in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 and God said? What was he doing? He was creating the heavens and the earth. In Genesis 1 9, and God said, in Genesis 1 11, and God said, verse 20, and God said, in verse 21, and God created. What did he create and how did he create it? He created it with his mouth. He spoke. God spoke, God said, he took his word and he spoke it. Turn turn to your neighbor again and tell him, I said, speak it. See, God's word is creative power. It's creative power. There's a man of God that had this quote and I think it's so important. He said, I have told, or he felt like God told him this. I have told my people that they can have what they say, but they keep saying what they have. I told my people they can have what they say, but they keep saying what they have. See, when you start growing in God, your conversation should change. When you start growing in God, your conversation should change. That's why people get kind of discombobulated with you when you actually get in church and you get saved and you start going and your friends are kind of like, what's the deal? You're talking different. You're talking different. You sound different. And you need to look back at them and say, yeah, my life's going to be different too. You just wait because I'm changing the way I speak. I'm changing the way I talk. And as I do, my mouth is going to create because in the same way that God's creative force of his word created the very world that you're living in, you watch, brother. I'm going to change my whole dynamic. And in a few months from now, a few years from now, you're not even going to recognize me. See, my conversation changes. Your conversation should change when you begin Growing in God your conversations should be different. You should be speaking God's word You've got to stop speaking what the world tells you to speak You've got to stop declaring what the world see We're filled and bombarded and indebted with all of these things and all these words and all this verbiage and all this Vocabulary and all these dynamics and we just regurgitate them Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Hey, did you see that such-and-such? Hey, did you hear about blah blah blah? Did you know that this is happening? At some point, you've got to stop declaring and stop listening to everything else in the world and start declaring God's word. If you want to see in your life what the Bible says, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. If you want to see on earth as it is in heaven, then speak what's in heaven. His word. Let what's in heaven get down in your heart and come out of your mouth. It's got to come out of your mouth. Your faith has to be in your mouth. Ephesians six seventeen says that the word of God is like a sword, and when you speak God's word, you're taking that sword and you're arming it. You're using it. You're taking that. You're, you're you. you you have got to use what God's given you. Your faith has to be in your mouth. Just recently, my little kids apparently they had been using juice boxes, but I did not know that. I had my first juice box experience as a parent. Some of y'all are laughing Do you know what happens with a juice box. For whatever reason, on God's green earth, they pack these juice boxes 112% full. Has anybody ever gotten a juice box filled with juice? And then they put a little plastic straw on the outside of the juice box. And they put a hole on the top. Insert straw here. Well, as soon as you do, you better have some plastic all over you because juice is going everywhere, baby. It's going everywhere. So now you're at about 100% capacity because when you stuff it with the straw, it squeezes out something and the juice goes everywhere. Now you're covered with juice. Now you give it to your two-year-old or your four-year-old and they're all excited (laughs) like they had never had anything to drink in their life because you're going to give them a juice box and they take the juice box and what do they do? And you can tell them a million times, now don't squeeze it. Don't squeeze it. Kaylee, don't squeeze it. Madison, please don't squeeze it. Madison, here, here, No matter, hold it from the top, Madison, and it doesn't matter what you say. What do they do? (sighs) Juice explosion. Everywhere there's juice. See, you're like a juice box. And when the world and the devil squeezes you, what's inside of you is going to come out. And if you don't have the word of God in you, then something else is going to come out and you're going to begin declaring all these other things that have, have gotten in you and have gotten in your heart, and you're going to see those things come to pass because what you speak is what you're going to see. But if you fill yourself with God's word, when you get squeezed, see, I think everybody, I told them in the first service, I think everybody's got to have just a little preach on you. Just a little bit. That when the, that when the devil squeezes, when somebody squeezes you, when somebody comes up on you, some, something attacks you, when something comes against you, you say, no, 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 devil, not today. Not today, devil. And you get your foot, you stop your foot a little bit. Get a little bit of an attitude and say, the Bible says no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I know you're coming against me, but you don't pick the wrong person today. Because I know, I know what the Bible says. The Bible says that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I may not have any riches and glory today, but I will because God's got all of them. And he said he's going to supply them to me. So I, I call my bank account full in Jesus' name. I call this building full in Jesus' name. I call clients coming into my business. I call this thing, I call this sickness gone off of my body in Jesus' name. I speak to my body and I call it healed in Jesus' name. I thought a few more people might get excited and maybe start declaring God's word with me here and start speaking to your situation in your life. Because if you'll just start speaking God's word and start releasing it and start putting it, it's like an activation. See, See, when David faced Goliath, he didn't just hold on to the sling. He first went down and he told them, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? See, he had a faith on the inside of him, and he got down there at the creek, and he picked up the stone, but before he did that, he told Saul, he said, listen to me, Um, I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to whoop up on this dude. That's what he said. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. Then, he stood in the face of the giant. He stood looking up at what could very well defeat him, what could very well demolish him, what could very well crush him with the very palm of his hand, and he said, listen to me, you evil thing. I don't even have a sword, but I'm going to cut your head off. And some of us are so afraid because we get a little pushback, because we get squeezed a little bit, because we get pushed a little bit, we get touched a little bit, we get worried a little bit, and we lose our voice. We It's like we lost our voice. See, last week I lost my voice. Leading up to birthday Sunday, which by the way, in Columbia, we had the highest attendance we've ever had last Sunday. How amazing is that? On Thursday or something like that, I woke up and I knew I'd gotten a little tired. I'd been pushing hard. That's just part of who I am. That's just what I do. There just comes a point in my life. Nobody has to push me. I'll just push, push, push. And I knew I'd pushed a little hard. I'd gotten tired and the devil attacked my body my voice was gone I was driving in the car because I'd gotten busy that morning I dropped the kids off and y'all can see sometimes you gotta be willing to get a little crazy I don't care if anybody saw me driving down the road they might have thought I was schizophrenic I do not care I grabbed my throat and I said devil let me tell you something I'm gonna preach on Sunday and I said it as hoarse and as rasp as I could and I kept speaking to my wife was making fun of me a little bit in a good light hearted way because she said yeah one morning I heard you He was <laughs> but I was declaring God's word she might not could have understood me but what I was saying was by Jesus stripes I'm healed my voice my vocal cords are coming back in Jesus name on Sunday morning I'm going to preach and declare God's word and you can come and attack my body I don't care what I see I'm walking by faith and not by sight and I'm going to get up there on Sunday morning I'm going to walk up on that podium and I'm going to declare God's word and I'm going to affect some people lives because that's what god's called me to do i wasn't scared david stood there and he declared god's word he said i the same god who killed the mountain and the the lion and the bear in the woods is going to help me kill you see sometimes you got to take a testimony put it in your mouth just like david took that slingshot and sling it back at the devil and say "God's already saved me before he'll save me again he already saved me before and he'll save me again. You got to get a word in your mouth. You got to get a declaration in your mouth. It's like, a, I mean, if you, if you have a, a weapon like a slingshot, and what, what, what good is it if you take it and you put nothing in it? You got to put God's word in it and send it. Look at Psalm 127. Where am I at here? Psalm 1, is that the right? Yeah. Y'all got it. Psalm, The psalm verse I gave you earlier. Put it up on the screen. Psalm 107, not 27, 107. 107.20, that's it. Psalm 107.20. He sent his word and healed them. And he delivered them from their destructions. I want you to notice what the word of God does when it's sent. What the word of God does when it's sent. When it's sent forth. When it's put forth. When it's packaged up and Too many of us are silent when we should be speaking. Too many of us are wondering, well, why haven't I seen God's glory in my life? Why haven't I seen that blessing? What were you speaking last month? What was in your mouth? Were you speaking defeat? Were you speaking doubt? Were you saying, oh, well, I just don't know. I I just don't know if I'm going to make it. I just don't know if I'm going to get there. I don't know what's going to... See, if you have hate in your heart, when you get squeezed... Hate's going to come out. When you get a little pressure, when you get a little something, when you get a little agitation, it's going to come out. That's why I just, I just, I'm not going to speak negativity towards anyone. i make sure I don't speak negativity towards anyone. I don't have agitation towards anyone. I speak positive over people in my life. Even people that might have rubbed me the wrong way, I speak positive. God's going to turn that situation around. God's going to open doors with them. I always speak, you know, I always speak positive about my pastor. I always speak positive about Pastor Steve. I always put him in a positive light. I speak positive. Why? Because positive words. See, if I speak and I call him blessed, I pray for him that he's blessed. The Bible says that pray for others that you might be healed. I, I, I speak. There's a positivity in my mouth because let me show you another verse. Let me show you another verse. Proverbs tells us that there is life and death in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life. In your tongue, in your mouth, you're arming yourself with Something and you're sending it. Every every you're, you're like a bazooka walking around, blah, 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 blah. What are you saying? See, the Bible tells us that we, in Mark chapter 4, that we sow the seed. The kingdom of God is like a farmer who sows the seed and then he sits there and he doesn't know what happens. See, God will furnish and multiply the seed of his word. When you speak his word, when you send his word, when you send his word out and you plant it and you put it in the ground, it's his word that he'll multiply. If you're silent or you're speaking other garbage, his hands are tied. But when you speak God's word, when you take his word and you plant those seeds, when you take his word and you declare his word of your life. I want you guys just to do this with me so we can get everybody's faith activated a little bit. I want you to say, say, I am the head, not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am over and not under. Say, no weapon formed against me. No, see, y'all got to get a little bit of attitude. Like something's coming against you and you don't care because God's got your back. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Say, God is on my side. God's got his hand on my life. His hand's on my bank account. His hand's on my body. God is for me and not against me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God is for me, I said. Devil, take your hands off of me. Devil, back on up. Mountain, move out of my way. Chains, I call you broken. Say it again. Say, chains, I call you broken. Mountain, I call you moved. That's how you speak. That's how you speak right there. That's how you speak. That's how you face the enemy. That's how you face your life. That's how you face tomorrow. You take God's word and you ingest it and you hear it. And Romans ten seventeen that says that faith comes by hearing. When you come to church and you hear the word and your faith is built and you build your faith and you build your faith and you build your faith and you build your faith. You build your faith. Why? So when you get squeezed. I got a word for you I got a stone in my sling I'm armed and ready baby I'm armed and ready I'm armed and ready I'm armed and ready ready. I know I'm a little over I know I'm a little over but y'all stay with me because see when the devil when the devil tempted Jesus when the devil tempted Jesus Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted Satan took him up Jesus was armed and ready See, the devil took God's word and twisted it just like he did to Eve. And Jesus said, it is written. 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 written. You need to have it. It is written. You need to have it in your mouth. You need to have it ready and armed and ready to go that whenever you face anything, it is written. It is written that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. It is written that my marriage is going to flourish. It is written that we're going to overcome this. It is written I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is written that I'm going to overcome this. It is written I'm going to do better tomorrow. That tomorrow is going to be better. Y'all can stand up on your feet and praise God. Come on, somebody. It is written. It is written. If you want to have this activated in your life, the first step you gotta do is you gotta have Jesus. And if you're in this room or you're watching online, you gotta have Jesus. You gotta have Jesus in your life. You have to have Jesus in your heart. You have to know Him. So I wanna invite you to do this. In this room, I want y'all to pray this prayer with me, and online, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to ask Jesus to come in your heart. I want you to do what Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says that we confess with our heart, that we believe with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we're going to do that I want everybody in this room to say this prayer with me and those online please pray this prayer with me say dear heavenly father today I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord I believe that he came to this earth as a baby that he lived as a man that he died on a cross a sinless life blood shed for me But on the third day, he rose again. He's alive today, seated in heaven with you. And I confess him, Jesus Christ, as my Lord. I thank you for healing me, for cleansing me, and saving me from all my unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for today, guys. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we you got a big
1: shout of praise in this place? You're watching online. Give me a shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What an amazing world.